Scott Klein, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks, Andy. I'm, I'm excited to be here for my studio in Denver. <laughs> awesome. And I am very happy that you encouraged us to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep, one of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely. Do you do you like remember the first time you saw it, or was it just like one of those things that was always on? It so for some reason I don't fully know why it was like a childhood movie for us, even though it's clearly PG thirteen. Um, we were like me and my sister. My sister's three years older. We were watching it when I was like you know seven, and she was four, and it was just always we'd always ask our parents to put it on. And, uh, you know, rewatching it now, you realize there's, there's a few parts, maybe a seven and four year old shouldn't be watching, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I actually read a crazy fact that, so Robin Williams, like improv like crazy on this movie and they had cuts of it. Yeah. They had cuts of it that were like R rated, um, (laughs) because he was just like super dirty. (laughs) I could totally see that in those like scenes where he's like just spitball, like where they're, uh, making his face and he's different women yeah and i could totally see that getting inappropriate at some points <laughs> yeah a lot a lot could get inappropriate on him i think what was crazy for me when i saw it this time around it was totally different than i remembered it as a kid in my mind i remember always just like seeing it on tv as a kid and like i always thought it was like this goofy comedy like it was like liar liar or something yep <laughs> yeah it's a lot more deep and it has like it's pretty good messaging, actually. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, my parents are still together, luckily. But if you are going through a divorce, like it has a lot of uh, meaning, and there are a lot of like undertones that are good too, like super, uh, you know, progressive with like his gay brother and stuff like that. So, like, it, yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. like it's not like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something else that we were probably <laughs> watching at that time. <laughs> no, there's a lot to it. It's really like beautiful, honestly. Like I was like I was like struck by some of it. Like, yeah, luckily, um, I haven't experienced divorce in my life or like with my parents, but I was definitely like on the verge of tears like three times in this movie. <laughs> I was just like, oh my goodness, why does anybody have to deal with this? Yeah. Yeah, when the when the judge says you can't see his kids, that's a it's a tough scene. He's uh pretty broken up, but uh I've, I, even at the very like first scene, it's like the messaging. Like he's like, "No, I'm not going to say this is like good for like a cartoon smoking." Like it's yeah. pretty right away. He's like, "Yeah, a good like a good dad character." Yeah, that surprised me a lot. Um, so just like a little basic info on the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire was released in 1993. It was based off Madame Doubtfire by Anne Fine. I had no idea that this was based off a book. By the book? way. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Must have been the greatest book of all time. I'm going to say <laughs> this is one of the few times where a TV, where a movie was better than the book because Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, Robin Williams. This was just like an all-time performance. He is just like lighting up the screen every second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was also directed by Chris Columbus, who's had a nice little career directing the Home Alone 1 and 2 this and the first two harry potter movies so yeah let's just dive right into the movie basically i'm going to read through the synopsis here and if you have any any questions or like anything you want to say about a scene just feel free to interrupt me anytime daniel played by robin williams is a voice actor living in san francisco california 
He doesn't think cartoon birds should be smoking and quits his job. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what we already spoke about right off the bat. He's a stand-up He's guy. Stand-up guy. I also didn't realize how clever it was for them to like make him a voice actor. I didn't remember that was his job. And then like... <laughs> It all just like clicks when you're like, oh, yeah, he's a voice actor. So he actually could kind of pull this off. Yep. At like literally every part of the movie, it's him just doing voices. Even when like she's interviewing for uh, the nannies and he changes the number and he's just like calling a million times with these crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great crazy voices. Could you imagine any like any actor on the planet? playing this role and and like doing it even decently (laughs) no not at all (laughs) no he's so perfect i lost my earbud (laughs) (laughs) he's so perfect okay so daniel then throws his son a wild birthday party and his wife miranda returns and gets mad that he's irresponsible and divorces him there were clearly problems before that but that party was pretty the whole time I'm watching and I'm thinking of like the college parties and high school parties we would throw and I'm watching it, but it's with like toddlers jumping around and I'm like, this is a weird scene where it looks like a ridiculous, like why are there no other, why did the other parents like that just drop their kids off at this place? Like where it's just craziness. I, I think the other parents are pretty irresponsible as well for just dropping off their kids there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got they got wild animals. Everybody's jumping on tables. It was getting out of hand really, really quickly. And the cop, for some reason, waited for the mom to come home instead of just going in and like breaking it up. It didn't make much sense. But great soundtrack. <laughs> Jump around. So yeah, yeah. Do you feel like it was an overreaction or like the perfect reaction by the mom? Like, did it feel I think, justified? I think there was a lot building up that. This was just the camel that broke the what is it the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back? Yeah, I, I think it was a lot more. But this was if it was already on edge, like yeah, this was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like because like she was trying to punish the son, and like yeah. she literally took a party away, and then he he's always being like that's such like a standard like male female relationship. Obviously, <laughs> it's probably a little different now, but like where the guy is like. <laughs> the guy is like always being the good guy and like having fun with the kids and the mom has to be like the bad guy. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's got to feel pretty awful. You definitely feel for the mom throughout. (laughs) Um, And and being married to Robin Williams had, has to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You can bring tons of different noises into the relationship or or voices. (laughs) It'd be, it'd be a lot like this movie where it's like super fun. But then I imagine it's like, 6 a.m. and I'm like waking up to go to work and like filling up my coffee and I have this guy's like head pop in and he's like making some voice. I'm just like, ah, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would get pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. Miranda gets sole custody of their three children because Daniel neither has residence nor a job. I thought that was pretty harsh because like, like he literally just got kicked out and like literally lost his job. So that was kind of yeah, I also wondered, like, I don't know, if you're a voice actor on, it seemed like it was a pretty legitimate cartoon show. Like, I feel like he could get some more work pretty. I was surprised that he had to become, and we'll talk about this next, like, he gets, like, a low-level job at a TV station. Yeah. I was like, wow, he felt pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. 
But maybe he got blackballed from like the voice acting scene because everyone was like, <laughs> oh, this guy's like on his high horse. He's making a stand like on the scripts. Like he's way out of line. Like no one hire him. Yeah, that might have. I feel like that had to be it. But she definitely got paid a lot because she was like a high high end architect. So like or interior designer. They never really, I think, architect. But either She's way, she moves. Was, she was definitely the breadwinner of the family. Yeah. Daniel gets a low-level job at a TV station and a bachelor pad, and he learns that Miranda intends to hire a housekeeper. Daniel calls Miranda several times, using his voice acting to trick her into thinking that bad job applicants are calling. Then he calls as a British-accented nanny, whom he dubs Mrs. Doubtfire, who has years of experience. I think this is one of the best scenes in the in the movie. I remember me and my sister when we were younger, like... My sister would like walk around the house as like a little toddler and I don't work with the males because they used to be one. And it's like there's so many ridiculous lines like, ah, get the hose. Like, I don't know. It's such a funny, ridiculous. And I could see that being where he ad libbed a lot and also had some inappropriate, ridiculous uh, ones that they probably could not put in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He could definitely come up with some stuff to turn her off in that. He already had yeah. great stuff without it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also forgot that like he just came up with the name Doubtfire on the spot. That was real impressive. I forgot that too. I rewatched it the other day. I forgot that he like looked at the newspaper. I totally <laughs> I thought he like already had that one. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like a legit name, but then he was just like Doubtfire. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Okay. So then he gets an interview and Daniel employs his brother to build the ultimate disguise as he becomes mrs doubtfire yep. what an amazing scene him just yep. like layering those masks on trying the costumes they, they just r- randomly break out into song at one point <laughs> <laughs> the, like a barbara streisand type song yeah that was it, yeah that's a great scene and like oh, i look like bubby and like the uh the brother's boyfriend like they're all just like play off each other really well and it's yeah funny. what does he say aunt jack or something like that something like that yeah <laughs> He calls um, him the ant the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And it, it was just like real clever of the script, like to have him be like a makeup artist guy, like so they can just dive right into it. And yep. it wasn't. And he shout out to the brother for like enabling this whole bizarre <laughs> journey. He's just like, oh, yeah, of course I want to. I want to make you up as a old lady so you can infiltrate your old family. <laughs> he didn't question it once. It was just like, yeah, this is a genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous but i think he just i think he just wanted to like show off his skills as a makeup guy as like an effects guru i think this is like his masterpiece (laughs) i would i would give it to him i mean it was cool to see also the different types of like when he just like added the nose and like this full mask and like totally different person which was crazy yeah it was wild speaking of different people fun fact robin williams own son did not recognize him in his Mrs. Doubtfire outfit until he started speaking. Oh, wow. That's really impressive. That's pretty crazy, yeah. It's also like the sort of like central question I feel like you have to get past to like get immersed in this movie is like, would it be possible that they would not recognize him? I mean, it, it is such a different like voice. The only thing that would be is, I guess, maybe around the height and the hands. Mm. Other than that, like, I pro- I probably would have gotten fooled. <laughs> you would have gotten fooled? I think so. To, 
Also, the makeup of Mrs. Doubtfire took about four and a half hours each day. Okay, so after being further impressed in per- by the in-person interview, Miranda hires Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, also, I have a random question about that. <laughs> why did why did Daniel think it was a good idea to throw in there that Mrs. Doubtfire was a university soccer player? I think she just wanted to relate to the son, but also like I don't know, like. <laughs> I feel like she was just really trying hard to be like, son, love me. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. She went for it. Yeah. Also, like, at the very end, they announced that she was only 60. (laughs) And like, or like in the 60s. And like, I'm thinking of my parents now. And I'm just like, wow, that is really different. Like, our, our parents are that old, but they don't act like, I feel like maybe every generation, like they start acting younger. Like I could my see parents, that. my parents like don't wait. They would never, never look like old grandparents like that. So I thought that was funny. No, she's super old. I mean, we're in our thirties, and I feel like we're about a uh, twenty. Yeah, no, no, more like fifteen at level of uh, maturity. So <laughs> I could, I could, I could understand the de aging process. Speak for yourself. I'm around twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so. The children initially struggle to adjust to Mrs. Doubtfire's strict methods, but they soon begin to thrive, becoming happier and doing better in school, while Miranda is able to strain her healed relationship with them as she and Mrs. Doubtfire become good friends. I think it's that might be another reason why they were thrown off, because the dad was so not strict and Mrs. Doubtfire was, so like that'll throw you off. That's true. The dad, like... He it wasn't even like a slow progression of him becoming more responsible. Like he he like threw himself into it. He was like, I am not messing up this this doubtfire thing. He's like, I'm cooking like five star meals. <laughs> yeah. He goes from like not cooking at all to cooking like the most beautiful candlelit dinner I've ever seen in my life. Although that famous scene where he lights his fake fire and mm. he's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Also, also. I, at when you're a kid, you think that the uh, delivery guy is a jerk because uh, the way he just like acts and he's like, ah, oh, no change. But then you, you act, you, I actually heard him say what the total was. He said like, oh, it's one thirty-five, and he's like, well, one thirty-five, and he goes, here's one forty. Do you have change? That's only a five dollar tip. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. After I heard it again as an adult, I'm like, oh. Miss Doubtfire, don't be cheap. Like, why'd you ask for change? <laughs> like, and as a kid, you're just like, that guy was a jerk. <laughs> I never even so, noticed that. Yeah, I, I just picked up on that this time. But <laughs> so, so Daniel has to learn several skills to play the role convincingly, such as cooking and cleaning, and also improves himself. Oh, so this is like a fact. You remember that random scene where the court appointed lady comes to like inspect Daniel Daniel's apartment and him and Mrs. Doubtfire have to like bounce back and forth okay yeah so when mrs doubtfire is serving her tea and the 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 whipped cream (laughs) falls off and falls into the drink that was not intentional the heat (laughs) from the set lights melted it and robin williams improvised the rest of the scene that's amazing and that's like such a big wow that's crazy that's like an iconic scene (laughs) <laughs> Robin yeah. Williams is just like sweeping that woman along like it is so preposterous that like stuff is falling off his face into the cup and he's just like oh yes drink the cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, 
you want one more? Oh man, that's crazy. You outlived that. Yeah, so things are going generally well for Mrs. Doubtfire and the families, but Miranda is now dating none other than James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Mr. Mrs. Doubtfire slash Daniel watches on as Daniel slowly becomes part of their family. So here's my question. Is Pierce Brosnan the ultimate Mr. Sealier girl? Oh, more than Trey Songs? I think <laughs> so. Because he's like an OG. Trey Songs is younger. Uh, he just, you could see, even when she just heard his name, she was smitten. And uh, yeah, he just swooped. It was so easy for him to just swoop right back in. But I will say, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but my favorite scene in all of Mrs. Doubtfire that I'll still yell at like coworkers or just randomly when it doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> was when they were at the pool. Pierce Brosnan's just showing off his glistening Adonis body. And um, he comes to the bar and Robin Williams nails him in the head with a lime. And he just goes, oh, it was a drive-by fruiting, my dear. <laughs> That line, I'll say like randomly in front of my parents or like in coworkers, and they'll just be like, "What?" And I'll be like, "It's from Mrs. Doubtfire," and they go, "Whoa, yeah, I remember that." And they're like, "Why did you just say that?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> but that is that is hands down my favorite scene of the whole movie, just because of that stupid line, and I thought it was hilarious. But- and fun fact on that scene, that line was improvised by Robin Williams. Amazing. He's the best. He's incredible. That scene is amazing. We'll talk about that a little more later. But I was going to say, here's a fun fact. Me and Robin Williams have the same birthday. Really? Yeah, that's why I'm just as hairy as him. (laughs) Few people can be as hairy as Robin Williams. I I think my my arms have a little Robin Williams spirit to them. I was going to say, I definitely have some Robin Williams spirit. I'm, I'm a... I'm a hairy guy, but yeah, same birthday. Chris and Lydia, the children, accidentally learn that Mrs. Doubtfire is actually their father in disguise because he doesn't lock the door while he's peeing. They agree to keep it a secret and are happy to have him back in their lives. (laughs) That was a very uncomfortable scene, but... It was, but they, they responded pretty nice, pretty favorably to it. Yeah, it would just be very trauma like to walk in and like you think this person's one person and then you it's a dude and yeah i think that'd be pretty like traumatizing yeah it's a lot but they they come around uh okay so doubtfire and the family head to a fancy club where james bond is diving like a babe (laughs) doubtfire gets gets drunk hits on a woman then assaults um pierce brosnan with fruit (laughs) Yep, my favorite scene in the movie, like we said. <laughs> Amazing scene. Also, how just like before the before the fruit and like you get that like release of tension, how just like painful is that scene to watch? To be like sitting there witnessing your family essentially like moving on from you right in front of you. Yeah. That would that'd be reason to have a few beers at the pool for sure. <laughs> it is funny though when he's like flirting with the girl and it's like he totally forgets he's a 60 something year old woman. Yeah. And the girl's like, what are you like? Get away from me. <laughs> it was, it was interesting. Like that, that was like the only moment you really saw him care. Cause so much of the force of the movie is just like, he wants to get back with his kids. He wants to get back with his kids. So that was like the one time we saw him like exploring something romantic. Like, 
do we even think that he wanted to get back with Miranda or was it only about the kids? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it was mostly about the kids. Like, I feel like at some point he just stopped liking her. Yeah. I was going to say maybe when Pierce uh, came into the picture, but I don't know. Yeah, like he was definitely nasty to Pierce Brosnan. But then again, it's like, is that because he's stealing his wife or is it because he's stealing his children? (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, he was pretty nasty to him the entire movie. (laughs) Really nasty. Pierce Brosnan was a stand-up guy. Like he 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 said like maybe one mean thing about Daniel that like, oh, he was probably a loser. But besides that, like with Mrs. Doubtfire, he was always taking the high road and just like what is wrong with this woman? But he was never like, he would never like complain about her or anything. The part where it's like, it could have gone left for Mrs. Doubtfire was when they first met and he was like, Oh, what part of England are you from? I'm from London. And she just wouldn't answer. And he was like, like he could have easily called her out and been like, uh, <laughs> cause you know, most people, when they find out you're from like the same place, mm-hmm. like I'm in Denver. If I find out someone's from Jersey, I'm just like, whoa where are you from like and so that was very much like a i feel like a red flag that he worked his way around <laughs> <laughs> yeah he 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 slipped right past that he does a great job throughout the movie just like dancing past every possible yeah. scenario where he's about to get caught yeah <laughs> even more painful in that scene with the pool is just the fact that when you think about it the kids are all like palling around with Stuart, and they know that that's their dad there at that point oh yeah but for them yeah they all like fun at the pool (laughs) yeah it's true it's just a fun place but like they all generally like stewart and it's like i think in most movies especially nowadays like that stewart guy would probably be like a jerk and like get embarrassed or like caught in at the end like being a bad person but in this movie he honestly is like a solid guy from what we see i guess they wanted to make it more realistic like realistically the dudes the kids might not like him but the guy's probably not that like a jerk or anything like that so no they they kind of allude that like he had like a playboy lifestyle earlier but he was like ready to settle down bronson of course he did (laughs) of course (laughs) but he even says like oh my god the kids are so cute so it's like this is like sweetheart pierce (laughs) yeah i mean matilda's in the movie so (laughs) oh is that who the little girl was yeah uh, the kids are great. That's yeah, all... she's a little, she's a little younger. Like a few years later, that's when she played Matilda. Uh, and then with the the son is brothers with um, what's his real name? He's brothers with uh, Sean from uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, he's Sean's yeah. brother. Wait, is he his brother in real life or just on on the show? Right. Both. No, they're brothers. What? In real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I thought that was yep. just his brother on the show. Nope. That's how we got on Boys Meets World because, is yeah, they're they're brothers in real life. Wow, that's amazing. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> those might be my top uh, brother actors of all time. <laughs> we can't even remember their last name. What was it? Hold on, Lawrence. His name was Matthew. Oh yeah, Lawrence. yeah, Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so one day Jonathan Lundy, the CEO of the TV station Daniel's working at sees Daniel rapping with toy dinosaurs on the set of an unsuccessful children's program. Impressed with his creativity, Lundy invites Daniel to dinner at Bridges Restaurant Friday at 7 p.m. Miranda, meanwhile, asks Mrs. Doubtfire to attend a birthday dinner scheduled 
at the same time and the same place. Unable to reschedule his dinner with Lundy and not wanting to disappoint his family, Daniel goes to the restaurant. So here's my question. If you're in Daniel's position, what are, are you going to that are you going to that family dinner? Are you being like, nah, I've got I'm taking this TV gig? There's zero chance I would go to the family dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just would not. I would put my career in front and also like I don't want to be there. Like, no part of it. Like, yeah, it's just awkward. And I, I feel like he could have he came up with like bingo night. Like he could have said anything like, Oh, I, I have like a doctor's like could have said anything to get out of that. Yeah. I think, I think he should have gotten out of there. I mean, I understand. Um, he's like a good person and like, it means a lot to the mom. And I think one of the nice things about the movie is that like, even though maybe he doesn't want to get back with his wife, it's nice that like they have those scenes where he kind of like sees how badly he hurt her. And like, what he did wrong in the relationship. So hopefully he doesn't like repeat those same things in the future. But yeah, I feel like he really, he really was jeopardizing his future there. And like, he's not really helping anyone by not taking care of himself and not, not securing his bag with that TV station. Oh, well it worked out. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily the universe kind of like all perfectly swirled together for the perfect outcome, which we will discuss in one moment. So Daniel goes to the restaurant and tries to rotate between both dinners at once, changing in and out of the Mrs. Doubtfire costume and casually poisoning Pierce Brosnan's jambalaya. <laughs> he was drunk. It was a, <laughs> yeah, he didn't he do it, it sober-minded. Yeah. I love. I do love those, see- those scenes with him and the TV guy are so weird and funny where he just like sits down they like trade drinks and they're like they just are like almost like grunting at each other like they're just like "Ah, (laughs) yep very masculine machismo just ridiculousness (laughs) yeah that guy whatever his name is lundy he's he's an old school old school children's (laughs) tv tycoon (laughs) yeah i mean he immediately like when he was like oh why do you have lipstick on he's like oh girl at the bathroom he's like get her friend like <laughs> you didn't even know you didn't even know if no. she had a friend and he was just so aggressive with like it's the 90s get like she has a friend like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense it's crazy yeah yeah i don't know if that scene's flying today <laughs> yeah there was one other scene at the very end where i thought was like oh i don't know if they could say this but oh which one so this is kind of skipping ahead to once he has the tv show yeah but when the the fake monkey is talking to him. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, we're taking a trip to England. And he goes, do you know what they speak in England? And the monkey goes, I don't know, Pakistani. And he goes, Oh, probably in the mini marts. <laughs> oh, I, that one. Yeah. I slipped right by me. I didn't even yeah. know this. And then he goes, but no, it's English. And I'm like, I was like, Whoa. Okay. Like it was, I mean, it's, it's like a joke that's still harmless, but like, I don't know if that's politically correct anymore to say that. Yeah, you, they can probably skip that one. But yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, I thought the movie holds up pretty well. Um, yeah. There's a lot of dangerous ground they're treading. This movie could have been horribly offensive. Yeah. I don't think it was. I thought, I thought it was pretty solid. Like, cross-dressing, it's like, he's only, the whole time he's only doing it to be like close to his kids. Like, it has nothing to do with like, um, gender or any, there's not really a lot of like gender jokes to be honest. Yeah, or like creepy jokes, like 
it could have went very left, but it was fine. Yeah. Um, so fun fact about the restaurant scene, Mrs. Doubtfire, when Mrs. Doubtfire's teeth fell into the wine glass, the, <laughs> the cast didn't know that Robin Williams was going to do that. And their reactions on film were genuine, mirroring the shock of the crew. They are, they do seem really like, even the little girls just like, <laughs> it's a wild moment. I thought, I thought the teeth were about to like split in half or something at some point. It was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. I was just worried if he could play it off. Like he has real teeth under those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got to hide. He does a good job hiding them, but if he had to keep doing that, it might get a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It kind of feels like half the best moments of this movie are just Robin Williams messing with every single other person. Who's not Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Makes, makes total sense. After back going back and forth between the tables, Daniel accidentally sits down with Lundy while still dressed as Doubtfire. That's when his pure genius comes in and he's like, he gets out of his drunk, hazy fog and he's like, this is your TV show. It's so genius. Yeah. He thinks on his feet. This is like the best cover up in the whole movie. He's just like, yep. Mrs. Doubtfire TV character. (laughs) Yep. It worked so well. Yeah. It like the timing of it. Everything was just like so perfect. Lundy was a little like intoxicated. So I'm sure he was just like, whoa. So just worked out perfect. It worked out great. It was like divine inspiration for Daniel to have this successful TV show. Cause who knows if it would have been the same hit had he not been dressing as Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't think so. Or if it would have even gotten on the air. I don't know. How many kids were crushed though when they found out that this kid's TV show they loved was actually a dude. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how they credited it if it was like Daniel so-and-so as Mrs. Doubtfire. I wonder if you're like a kid and you pop into the middle of Mrs. Doubtfire and it's just one of the scenes with her and the family. Do you even know that that's not a woman? Definitely not. I'm going to run a blind test with some with some children. I'm just going to have like a five-minute <laughs> clip and be like, like why are you asking (laughs) what's wrong with you (laughs) yeah probably you're so rude to that lady (laughs) (laughs) okay so daniel thinks quick and explains that his alter ego is mrs doubtfire for the kids show james bond starts choking and daniel performs the heimlich maneuver and is unmasked in front of his whole family it's a tough moment the first the weird part is like that mask is like not that far off and the daughter the young daughter immediately is like dad (laughs) (laughs) But Miranda's reaction is the best. Like Sally Field just killed that scene with the, the whole time, the whole time. And her facial expressions are so like, cha- like it, it's such a funny scene how quickly she's doing, just saying the whole time and her facial expressions are so crazy. She, cr- she crushed that scene. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I mean, if you think about it, Daniel really just like destroyed her entire perception of reality in that moment. Yeah. Your whole world would just be blown up. Same with the little kids finding out that that's Miss Doubtfire. She was in the same boat and her whole brain just combusted. Yeah. And it's like, Mrs. Doubtfire was literally probably her best friend in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The tough. whole thing. Yeah. She would just be like, well, yeah. And then James Bond just like calmly is like, thanks and leaves. Like, <laughs> if I was the real dude, I'd be like, what you sicko i'm like i probably would have like went off well like what is wrong with you maybe not in the restaurant but 
he did save his life, and like James Bond doesn't know that he poisoned him, so it'd be hard. But no, no, but not not the poisoning part. I would just be like, "What? You're doing this around your kids and your ex-wife, and like I had you out. Like you're you're a sick dude." <laughs> it's a lot. It's weird. But he did save his life, so I feel like if anyone saves my life, I'm not going to be so judgy, no matter how crazy they are. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's tough. Like, in some ways, I feel like James Bond, like, had the jump on him. Like, I feel like he knew something wasn't right here, <laughs> but you can't think, yeah. quite put your finger on it ever. I mean, yeah, you never, you would never guess, like, oh, yeah, that's the ex-husband, but he definitely did know something. He didn't like her. Like, he no. had an inkling. He's like, something's up. And when she tears, like, the BMW thing off the car and gives it to him, like, I feel like he kind of, like, a little bit knows, <laughs> like, you did something. Like, dude, you just happened to find my Mercedes and you've been, like, giving me the death <laughs> eye this whole time. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's up with this lady? Um, okay. So at the next custody hearing, the judge grants Miranda full custody because Daniel is a cross dressing psychopath. yeah yeah we were talking about how at that first custody hearing it probably wasn't like totally fair that he didn't get shared custody but at this one yeah you gotta really it's not like a crime i don't even know how you would no but i feel like you definitely have to go to some mental evaluations after that like yeah yeah something's got to get checked out (laughs) if this if this was like if they didn't like him, if he was just a straight psychopath, they could, um, this would be like a huge news story. <laughs> like insane <laughs> yep. man infiltrates household to spy on his former family. <laughs> yeah. And then now as a TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's up next. So without Mrs. Doubtfire, Miranda and the children become depressed, realizing how much she improved all their lives. But then they're excited to see Doubtfire on TV as Daniel's show becomes a hit. Did you know did you know that he was gonna get the TV show after the dinner scene? Or were you like unsure? I, I thought he was. He he nailed the the pitch pretty well. It's a good pitch. I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so I honestly did not see it coming. I thought that at the dinner scene everything got ruined and that he lost the TV show because the guy sees him like in some really bizarre interaction with the, a family giving the high look and like being a man. He was too drunk. <laughs> yeah. But at least he already knows that he's a man. So it's not like so, so crazy. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure that he got, I didn't think he got the TV show. I thought the end of the movie was going to be like him just like making peace with everybody. <laughs> so it was, so it was amazing. It was, it was a wonderful surprise that I got along with the family to see him <laughs> on TV. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like disappointed that he didn't actually get a real Mrs. Doubtfire spinoff series after this movie. <laughs> that would have been. I used in too many like Patch Adams, all that other stuff. I know he was busy. He's a busy actor. Jumanji. Yeah, he gave us a lot of great movies, so he definitely didn't have time for it. But it yeah. would have been nice. I to think f- Hook, Hook was definitely before this, right? Hook. Um, let's check it out. Was Hook was in '91, so that was before this. And Jumanji was ninety five, so right after this. Yeah, what a what a stretch of yeah. time yeah. for Robin. Plus, he was the voice of uh, Genie on Aladdin. Yeah, at some point. That's during huge. that time too. I think that probably was like ninety four or something. So, there, he's a voice actor. 
Oh yeah, true. I didn't even think of that. That that's after this. Yeah. <laughs> they they just watched the opening scene and were like, get him. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Guy's a star. That's wild. Yeah, like what do you what to you do you think that this is the quintessential big Robin Williams performance? And what's kind of like your top two? I, I really feel like the three I named are like the top like Hook, Jumanji, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Like Mrs. Doubtfire's Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji are probably my favorite, but Hook is such a classic, and most people would say Hook's the best childhood movie they've ever seen. So I think all three just need to be put in his like Mount Rushmore of of movies. Yeah, he has a perfect like four part Mount Rushmore with this hook. Aladdin and Jumanji. Yeah. Cause then some of his other stuff was a little darker, but yeah, he's done great dramatic roles. He did. Um, yeah. what's it and called? Then he had flubber, which was, I don't know. It's not on the same level, fan. but no, it's still watchable. Yeah. But not same, not same level. We're not doing a podcast about flubber. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, have you ever seen like one hour photo? Yeah. That's creepy. He's so creepy. I mean, it's a great, great movie but it is it's creepy i like it a lot it's really good he has a lot of good ones and then death to smoochie (laughs) that's a dark one which is like it's funny but it's still rated r like it's definitely got some violent undertone i mean not even undertone it's just violent (laughs) (laughs) yeah but great edward norton robin williams combo yeah that's a good one where did we leave off ah yes so daniel show becomes a hit Miranda decides to let a new babysitter into the kids' lives, Daniel. As Daniel and the kids (laughs) head out, we see Mrs. Doubtfire on TV telling us that no matter what kind of family we have, it's all good. Beautiful ending. Very well wrapped up. The one thing they don't answer, though, is is she still... Did did 007 book it? Was he running for the hills after this? Because they don't mention that. And, I mean, personally... If I were as 007, knowing I could get any girl, this crazy family, I'd be out the door. I'd be back in England. Like, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, I like to think that they stayed together, but I do think that now they have this crazy shadow hanging over them of like this massively successful TV star dad who's like <laughs> dad of the year, dad of all time in some ways. Um, it's going to be tough to follow that up, but he's got to really like understand his role in this relationship is to just be like there for a good time. But like, he's never going to be the dad, <laughs> but also like, even if he's not trying to be the dad, the whole time he could be like, Hey, remember how this great dad was also a psycho in the house, like trying to pretend to be someone else. Like, how are you guys just okay with this? Like, I feel like I'd have a hard time as Pierce Brosnan to get over like that factor. I'd be like, what? No, like you guys can't just brush this off like this dude's crazy <laughs> so i would have booked it and got some like victoria's secret model or something because he obviously can so <laughs> oh wow okay so you in your mind you think that that relationship ended after this after the movie pierce brosnan and miranda yeah it's a fair yeah, it's a fair reading it's probably in his best interest to move on um <laughs> so i guess that brings up the other question do you think there's any chance of Daniel and Miranda getting back together in the future. I don't. I feel like she's good with him being with the kids because she realizes how much they need him and how much he needs, like he needs his kids and the kids need him. But like, I feel like that was such a 
betrayal of trust. Like I just became best friends with you and didn't know it was you. And like, I told you stuff and like, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to trust that person ever again. So I don't think they could get back together. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. It's real tough to get past that. (laughs) Maybe in a fairy tale, but like realistically, like they shouldn't get back together. They weren't like, I don't know. No, I think I think he I would, should end I up. I wouldn't be able to trust him. Yeah, I think he should end up with some pool. the girl in the pool. No, I don't I don't think she was quite his type. I think he was just, that was just his rebound. I think he would end up with some like crazy like actress lady. Someone as like insane as him. Like uh what's Nick Offerman's wife's name? Oh Megan the on the- Megan Mullally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone like that. Yeah, I think they'd be. I think they'd be real good together. But you can't steal Nick Offerman's girl. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so your favorite scene in the movie? I think you already told us this, but I just want to confirm: is your favorite scene the drive-by fruiting? Hundred percent. That makes sense. There. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people might go with the one where he's you know doing air guitar, cleaning the house, the montage. But yeah, Showing that's a pretty famous skills. scene. Yeah, it's a pretty famous scene and good, you know, good music in the background. But no, the drive-by fruiting is my favorite scene. Yeah, that whole scene just feels epic to me. Like the stakes are so high, and then for him to go and like grab the fruit and just whip it at Pierce, just nail him, and, and it makes such a <laughs> splash noise in his hair. Like, <laughs> I also like that no one at the pool like like ratted him out. <laughs> yeah, like the bartender clearly saw. Like, yeah. That was pretty fun. Would you, if you saw that happen in real life, like if you saw some old lady whip a fruit at the back of someone's head and just be like, oh, it was someone else. Would you then jump in and be like, no, it was that old woman. I saw it. I would never rat someone out, but I feel like my knee jerk reaction would be like, whoa, that old lady's crazy. (laughs) Like it wouldn't be like blatantly, like it wouldn't be a blatant rat out. Like, oh, she did it. Like I would never do that. But it would more just be like, whoa, you see that lady throw that? And I probably would have been loud talking to my friends where they would have been like, what? Who threw it? Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like th- that would have been my reaction. Not not like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't tattletale, but I would definitely probably just be like, whoa. Yeah, I don't think I could bring myself to rat out an old woman. It'd be hard. <laughs> I want to see it as like a, a prank on like a like a Johnny Knoxville prank or something. Like dress up as an old person and see how people Practical react. Practical jokers. Yeah, exactly. Maybe get some old school Ashton Kutcher punked. I think my favorite scene. I'd go either the shaving cream, and him just like throwing his face down into the cake or pie, just because he feels so like trapped in that scene, and it's so devastating when the mask flies out the window. <laughs> And gets run over. I need a, I need a face. <laughs> it's really smart. Like he's just really thinking on his feet this whole movie. So that's a good one. And then like, I don't know, the ending of him just like on that TV, just like really emotionally devastates me. And I am like crying <laughs> like a baby at the end of that thing. <laughs> this movie's so much more of a drama than I was expecting. <laughs> it was funny when, when we were little, you know, my sister was very little. And she would walk around, she'd pick up only a few lines. And of course, the one she picked up, and she'd say it in public. And my parents would always be like, oh, shouldn't have like, let them watch this. And she'd walk around just yelling, they're my goddamn kids too. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and my dad, my dad being a guy would always kind of like start laughing. And then my mom would be like, oh, like, why is that the one line she remembers? Like, why is it that line? There's so many lines and it has to be that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, and yeah, people would kind of like look and my mom would just go, this is Doubtfire. And it was such a popular movie. People would be like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Do you think kids are up on Mrs. Doubtfire these days? Definitely not. No, it's not like, it's not like a, a throw it on classic. Check this out. No. So I, my company's pretty big and we have a lot of young people and most people know what Mrs. Doubtfire is, yeah. but I've had a couple of coworkers that are like 22, 23 and they're like, I've never seen Jumanji or like, Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, I think I've seen that once. And like, they don't, you know, they know what it is. They know Robin Williams, but they like, Robin Williams isn't like the cult hero to them. Like they have different people. So, right. So it's a sad, sad world out there. Well, uh, yeah, real sad. I think the only logical uh, thing you can do is uh, once, once sort of this virus goes down, hopefully, and you guys go back to the office, close it down for the day, tell the CEO that you, you're going to put on a screening of Mrs. Outfire for two hours or so at, at the middle of the workday. I feel like this is, COVID's the perfect time when we're all at home and watching stuff like stop binging Netflix. Yeah. It's on HBO right now. So just take a, take two hours out of your night to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a gift on HBO. <laughs> yeah. And that's been the great thing about this uh, lockdown is just like having this weird time to just like dive back into old things and be like, I'm going to sit down and take a look at this. Um, so to close things out here, I want to ask you a question that we ask all of our guests. Um, basically, Shoot. is it better than blank? So I try and pick a movie that like is of similar quality. And I think I know what you'll go with. Like, I think you'll go with Mrs. Doubtfire probably. But I want to I want to just give you a little a little wrench and make you actually like say it and see where you're at. And I've gone with another. I believe it's a 90s movie, but it could be early 2000s by a huge comedian playing a more dramatic but still comedic role okay so is mrs doubtfire better than the truman show yep <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is easy i feel like this is an easy question for me because it's like there's only maybe one or two movies i think are better than mrs doubtfire and they're not in the same like Training Day mm. is not in the same genre at yeah. all as Mrs. Doubtfire. Very different. But I mean, the Truman Show is amazing. I did not watch it obsessively like so many times like I did Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, I've honestly probably only seen uh, the Truman Show once or twice. Um, Jim Carrey's great, but I I don't think skill wise Jim Carrey holds a candle to. Robin Williams. Ooh, no hot take. Like hot Dumb take. and Dumber's great, all that, but yeah, I think Robin Williams is the goat. So there's something about Robin Williams that just he just resonates on such a deep level. No, I was gonna say Robin Williams just seems more relatable. Like Jim Carrey's like he seems like a good dude, but like he's a little I enjoy his movies, but I know a lot of people that just don't like Jim Carrey at all. Hmm. Like they find him annoying. And they just want to turn him off. I think he's like a Will Ferrell type person where he's very polarizing. Like you either like him or you don't. Whereas Robin Williams, like I feel like everyone loved him. Yeah. I also feel like Robin Williams feels like he was actually my dad. <laughs> like he's like a real father. That is also <laughs> hilarious. And Jim Carrey is like 
a hilarious comedian who uh, who plays a dad. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. Yeah, Robin Williams, he strikes a he strikes yeah. a chord. Even like like Hook, you you just feel so like deeply for him as a person. Yeah. And then I mean his stand up is like that's a classic when he's talking about golf, like the invention of golf and his Scottish accent. And I feel like he has he has like legendary stand up um specials as well. That's true. Whereas like uh yeah, not not many people. I feel like maybe it's like him, Chris Rock, like there's there's very little people who have like Eddie Murphy, you know, Seinfeld, like I feel like he has a classic stand up. Plus, he's just an amazing actor. So, yeah. Is he the greatest comedic actor of all time in your eyes? Oh, wow. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I probably, yeah. I, I mean, in my opinion, because it's just an opinion, I'd go with yes. Yeah, like I, I can't think of anybody that I would give to over him. Just as like a comedic actor, like. You got to have the movie. So it's like some of the stand-ups, I think there's like Chappelle is like you would, I'd probably say he's a well, better yeah, stand-up, but he doesn't have the same movie career as Robin Williams. Yeah. I'd say like overall, like consistency, like Chappelle's way better at stand-up than acting. Yeah. Um, but I'd go with yes. <laughs> I could see if people wanted to argue like Eddie Murphy and people like that, but just my personal preference, I would, I would go with uh, Robin. So there you go. Robin Williams is the goat. Um, yeah, I think I'd also go with Robin. I think I'd also go with the uh, Doubtfire over Truman Show by a little bit. Truman Show is amazing. It's it devastates me, but um, this movie is just so you feel so good after watching. Like it's very like life affirming. You're like, wow, if he can yeah. get through this, we can get through anything. Yeah, Truman Show is almost more of like scary how like yep the world has become that like it is just a reality tv show and like yeah it's almost like it's almost scary yeah it's like black mirror or something <laughs> yeah you're like oh it, nope this this happened so. <laughs> yikes <laughs> well on that note thank you scott <laughs> so much for joining me today it was so lovely to yeah. dive back into mrs doubtfire thank you for having me i i appreciate it <laughs>